We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? I'm doing well. I, I can hear the booze already. Oh, my God. We want Derek. That's, that's what I was hearing. Want, yeah, oh, I know. man. <laughs> I, I had to. It was, uh, we we got to give each other a hard time, otherwise it's not fun. You're hosting the next one. Next time we have a substitute. Derek's going to be back next time. Yeah. So see how it goes. Just come on. I mean, we took like two episodes. It took us two episodes to get back to how it was before. I'm sure everybody is jumping ship as as we speak. Um, Before we get going, guys, if you are not yet subscribed on YouTube, go ahead and do that for us real quick. Pause, jump onto YouTube and subscribe real quick. We would love to continue to grow on there, continue to get better for you guys. Um, and yeah, see see kind of how that goes. A lot of fun stuff in the works still. Um, if you could go ahead and follow us on all of our social medias as well, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's Nate at NateGreen34. And you guys know if you are listening to us on any of our sister stations, that is Spotify and Apple, you will be sent over to a message right now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. All right, let's go ahead and get it rolling, though. So, Nate, you brought up an interesting point off the record today, and let's bring it on the record, shall we? So, kind of interesting here, actually. I take it back. I don't think you brought it up. One of one of my followers on Twitter brought it up. Yes, kind we of. We were talking uh, about it off the record, though. Yeah, we we were we were. I brought it up right away. I was like, it's really interesting, um, and weird that you and I are going to talk about the MVP race again. Um, and I'm going to say it now. It's closer than you think it is. It's not. The judge is not running away with it. I don't think he's winning it unanimously. Um, I do think he has a slight edge, but I don't think he is. I don't think he's winning it unanimously at the moment. Um, 2010 right now. I'll find I'll find who asked me that question because I think it was I want to say it was Ken. I apologize if I butcher that name and you're listening to this. If not, um, just ignore me. But uh, let's just call him Ken for now. Um, so Ken asked if Mike Trout were to hit 65 homers in a season and Shohei Otani was doing the exact same thing, would our this year. answer change? Would it change for you, Nate? No. It Why? would not. 60, 60, 61 is the most home runs by a clean player ever. So, yeah, 100%, it's, definitely. So It's the most home runs in American League history. And it would be something that no American League player has ever done. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a fan here for you clean. because I know, I know what all of our listeners clean. are saying. Nate, it's not about home runs. And if you said that, go ahead and laugh at me because yeah. um, it was funny. But um, the yeah. odds on him hitting 65 home runs and not hitting 280 plus, though, are, are very slim. Exactly. So he's probably hitting 280 to, to 300. He probably has over 100 RBIs. He Did. probably has an OPS over 1,000. And he probably has a WRC plus over 180. Last, last couple guys to hit 50 plus home runs because I think – I think 50 home runs is is unbelievable. Um, but just thinking about this now, so did John Carlos Stanton win the MVP that year? Can he get 59? I believe so with the Marlins. That was his that was his lone MVP, if I remember correctly. I, I don't think he finished that year. That's impressive. Didn't um, he get hit in the face that year? Was it? I don't I don't think I think that. that was the year he got hit in the face. No shot. Um I don't think so. I I, I find that hard to believe. In fact, no, I'm going to say no, it wasn't because I feel like he missed a lot of time. Um, Chris Davis, did Chris Davis win the MVP? He hit 50, I think, didn't he? He did not win the MVP. Jose Bautista? He did not win the MVP. And who won the MVP over Bautista that year? Mike Trout? I think Mike Trout did. 
fairly certain he did actually kind of interesting to think about there. Um, not that, not that home runs again, not that home runs matter, but if you're hitting 50 home runs, you're probably an MVP consideration. I would assume, um, unless you're like Chris Davis and probably batted 220 that year, I would assume or something along the lines that when he hit 50, Twenty seventeen was Giancarlo Stanton. He played all year. He missed three games, so I yeah. doubt he got hit in the face that year. I think it was the year before. Um, but yeah, he hit two eighty one that year. That would be on the low end of two eighty one with an OPS over a thousand, an OPA OPS plus of one sixty nine. He, he won MVP that year. And Batista, I know, didn't. Because I don't think Jose Bautista won an MVP. He could have, maybe won, but I don't think he did because he was going off for a couple years there. And I don't think Chris Davis won MVP. I don't either. think I feel Bautista's, like Miguel. I think Miguel Cabrera won. Bautista, I think, was hitting about two forty that year, though. Makes sense. I mean, I mean, that Which was is, what Shohei Otani did last year, right? I mean, he hit two sixty and fifty four homers. He finished fourth in the MVP that year. Um, Josh Hamilton finished first. With the highest score oh, yeah. of 8.7. Miguel Cabrera finished second. Cano finished third. Bautista finished fourth. Yeah. Josh Hamilton at 359 that year, 32, 100. OPS of 1044, which, wow, that's crazy. Jose Bautista did not have an OPS of 1,000. That is unbelievable. Basically, Shohei Otani's season, if that, I, I mean, that's basically what he was at there. So close to it. Back to the question, though. It, and I, I, I guess I'll answer it first. I think if Mike Trout hit 65 home runs, there's no way he doesn't win MVP first off. Um, just like second I, of all, we really don't care because yeah, he's actually be in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that, that's 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 question. That's answer number two there. I don't think that any of us would be talking about MVP race because I think we'd be talking about the playoff hunt. We'd be talking about how Mike many Trout games can we win the playoffs? Can we win a World Series? That's what we'd be talking about, which would be exciting. However. Mike Trout's 162 game average this year is probably pretty close to 55. I would assume probably probably pretty close. He missed a month. He's probably, he's honestly probably like if he hits at the same pace, he's probably it's a three man race for the MVP this year. If he doesn't get hurt for sure. Um, But again, the one thing that's going to come up if, if the angels were in the same situation and Mike Trout hit, you know, 50 homers and Otani had this year, and the Angels still didn't make the playoffs, people would be saying, who cares? That's fair. Because to have one guy go off and not make the playoffs, it's like, okay, sure. But to have two guys go off and still not make the playoffs, then people it's are historic. Gonna be like, who cares? They deserve like, the MVP at that point. No, you, you deserve to be demoted to AAA at that point. Your entire your team, your franchise gets demoted to AAA. All right, all right, all right, all right. So answer is we wouldn't care because the Angels would be in a playoff situation. Into that story, got another kind of interesting one here for you. Um, I know you wanted to talk about uh, this new rule down the minors. You have that up and going? I do. Do it because I'm, I'm intrigued by this rule. I really like it. It's something that I've wanted to see happen for a while now. Not implemented like this, but I've wanted to see a variation of it. And I think they're really close to it, and I like it. I think this is better than what even you wanted. So um, each team gets three challenges on balls and strikes. So the umpire calls the game just like normal. um, And you get three total, whether it's uh, from the pitcher, the catcher, or the hitter. 
So those are the only three people who can challenge. The dugout is not allowed to say anything. Once the dugout says anything, then you can no longer challenge that pitch. So you will have, um, like if the, if the dugout is yelling, challenge it, challenge it, then it's gone. You can't challenge that pitch anymore. Um, you have to react immediately. And they have like a, a, a skyhawk that kind of tells you if it was a strike or not. It takes about a second or two. It doesn't take long. And then they just tell the umpire it was a striker. It was a ball. The umpire tells you. And then um, if you're correct, you get to keep your challenge. So you can challenge technically, you know, 50, 60 times in a game if the umpire is that bad. I would hope the umpire is not that bad, but you technically could keep challenging until your three outs, basically. They give you three strikes. Once you mess up three times, you're no longer to, uh, allowed to challenge. It could bring some strategy into the game as well, because if you're challenging in the first inning and you lose, you know, all three of your challenges in the first inning, you know, maybe two from pitching and one from hitting or vice versa, you might need a challenge in like the sixth, seventh, eighth inning, and you're not able to use it. So that, that could bring some interesting parts to this as well. Yeah, I'm all for it. I, I like it. Um, you didn't mention my favorite quote that you always say. I think you always say it. Maybe Derek says it as well. But if we have the technology, That's we need me. to use it. Is that not you? Thing. Yeah, Derek? Thing. Okay. I'm just, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll quote that there. If we have the technology, might as well use it. The NFL does a fantastic job. Uh, tennis? Really though? I don't know. So the this is my thing. The NFL gets NFL so much credit for how good they, job. They get so much credit for how good of a job they do when it comes to, um, when it comes to the challenging system. But what was the so? This is what I'm gonna I'm gonna compare. Balls and strikes is what everyone wants to be able to challenge. Everyone wanted to be able to challenge. Catch rule. Uh, yeah. Uh, pass interference. Oh yeah, I was saying that pass was, interference with the catch rule. Yeah. That was a and and both of them have been a complete complete mess. Nobody nobody still knows what a catch is. Like there are different rules every single game you watch, and then pass interference you can't even challenge anymore because it was so bad. So it, it could be interesting. The other thing that I wonder goes into this, the, the umpires have an agreement. They, they are, um, they're allowed to um, back each other up and not give. So yeah. the umpires have a union and in their union agreement, it says they get an extra half, half ball off the plate. Yep. So that's inside, outside, up and down. They get a half ball every single place. Now, when they put, if they were to put this system in, do they continue to get that half ball? Because that's going to tell the umpire at the end of the game when they, you know, they go up to their their boss and say, "Hey, I had a pretty good game." And the boss goes, "No, you missed you missed fifteen calls." And they're like, "No, no, no! Like that ball was a half ball off. That ball was a half ball off." And they go up, and he ends up missing two calls instead of fifteen, which people are like, "It goes from being he had a terrible game to oh, he had a great game to only miss two calls." So is are they still going to get that half ball? And could that be a difference between a, a guy asking for a challenge and not getting it to be successful? So is that zone going to be the same where everyone is going to know it beforehand? Or is, I don't know, that's going to be something that that's going to be talked about, of course, like, especially, and are they going to make sure it's the same for Aaron Judge and, and Jose Altuve? Is it going to be a different strike zone? Like, obviously it has to be because they're different sizes, but is the is the technology going to be good enough to understand Aaron judge compared to Jose Altuve? Question on top of that would be, if you have the technology, why are we challenging? 
right? Like, why are we not just using the automatic strike zone type of thing? Because we want the human element. I like, do. I agree with that. No, I, I agree. We I, also I'm, want. It's just hypothetical also, question, right? So we've already put so many rules and restrictions against the pitchers that, like, it, it's amazing that hitters are hitting under 250. It, it really is. Like, if I agree. If they go automatic so strike much. zone, you need to make the make home plate bigger. Yes. That's fair, right? Like, I mean, because you're not going to be able to get as bad as this sounds, you're not going to be able to get those calls that are a half ball outside the plate. Those ones that you just talked about, those, the ones that we see saw Joe West missing all the time, the ones that we saw Angel Hernandez missing all the time that everybody talks about, everybody gets mad about, but benefit in a sense to the pitcher. There's also those ones that I know people are saying, what about those ones that miss right down the middle? You know, the, uh, who, who, who threw that, the Red Sox? Was it uh, Rich Hill that crossed? Oh no, it was Nathan Evaldi. Yeah, he threw the cur- he threw his knuckle curve and or he threw the fastball. It was supposed to be a knuckle curve. He ducked and it was right down the middle. Or something weird like that. Um, well, and then you have all these relievers that throw a hundred and they're supposed to throw the ball away. They miss in and it ends up catching a little bit of the zone. It's like, do we really want to reward that? Like, you're you're a professional pitcher. You get paid to pitch. You should be able to hit a spot. Yeah, roughly. Like, I'm not expecting you to be able to go out and, like, you know, hit every single spot perfectly. But, like, should we really be rewarding guys for not hitting their spot? Like, not even being close? Catcher set up away and you miss in. You you don't deserve a strike there. Hit a spot. See, this is when – yeah, I, I you agree. Gotta remember, you got to remember – I do agree. Remember, we are pitchers mm. talking about this, so this is going human to be element. different for other people. Yeah, I agree. Human element uh, needs to be involved in there. So, I'm, I'm in agreement with the – uh, with the background, which uh, on a side note makes Edgar Caro that much more valuable of a prospect for you Angels fans out there. Um, speaking Maybe. of that, I don't know. Do you have anything? You got anything else on this? I like it. I like the rule a lot. I really do. I think it's something that should get implemented. Um, however, if you go to straight, you know, automatic strike zone, you need to make home plate a little bit bigger for sure because it's, you know, you're, you're not going to be able to hit corners anymore. I don't think. I- well, yeah, and there's going to be like guys like Kyle Hendricks who are going to become extinct. You know, Kyle Hendricks probably will not be successful. Um, he hasn't been very successful lately, but he's still been a competent pitcher that you can run out there every fifth day. Um, Kyle Hendricks becomes no more because if he can't hit, if he can't hit those spots and get a ball off the plate, and guys are taking those pitches, he goes from a, a upper three to low four ERA to an upper five to a low to mid five ERA, and it's like. Yeah, now you're out of a job for sure. So that that's kind of what I what I would be upset with. The other thing too is if we're going to allow you to 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 challenge balls and strikes, why can't we just allow everything to be challengeable? There should not be one play in the game that is not challengeable. You should be able to challenge fair or foul. You should be able to challenge um, catcher catcher hit. You should be able to challenge um, anything like maybe even check swings. Like I, I don't care. Like that I agree. We, you should we be able need, to challenge. We need to be able to challenge everything. If we're going to challenge, like that's what I'm upset with. Like, why do we have challenge rules where it's like, oh, you can challenge that, but you can't challenge that. It's like, don't we have the technology to tell us like if it's fair or foul? Yeah. But like if there's a ground ball down the line at third, the third baseman and that nobody calls it foul. The third baseman fields it, throws across, gets the guy out, and then the home plate umpire comes out and says foul, foul. Why can't we challenge that and say no, it's fair? Can't yet. 
No, Pretty nothing sure. in front of the bag. Only only behind the bag. Mm, that's tough. Ball, like ball has that. to be behind the bag. Like that, those are the things. Like why why can we challenge certain things but not other things? Like so, I'm fine with this. I I think this would be awesome. I think you would get you would still have the the managers get kicked out of games. Like if the Yankees use their three challenges early, and Aaron Boone's still going to be pissed off later in the game because he loves to get pissed off. He's always fun to get kicked out of games. Um, he's probably the only one who really gets kicked out of games nowadays. Anyways, um, once keep him around once, but yeah, I think you'll still have those, those managers who will still get pissed off, um, because maybe their guys won't challenge it and they'll be pissed off saying, man, you've been, you've been bad all day. And you know, you're lucky our guys haven't been challenging pitches because you've been bad all day, you know? So I think they'll still be that, that pissed off manager, which is, which makes it fun. I think. Um, you'll have the hitters who might not be as pissed off anymore. I, I think it's a good good scenario for everyone. Yeah, I'm in agreement. I think that's got to be one of the next things. Challenging of balls and strikes. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of the automatic strike zone. You need to keep the human element in there, or else Nelson Cruz will catch. Um, Yadier Molina isn't as valuable. Max Stassi isn't as valuable. No, you're not. And back there at that point. Yeah, you might as well right. You might as well put a pitch back back there. So yeah, exactly. You know, so yeah, I'm in agreement with you. So Nate, let's keep this nice and short today. This fantastic Friday. Got any final thoughts for me? Single A officially in the in the playoffs. Low A is finally in the playoffs. So that's two 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 Angels systems in the playoffs. So that's two possibly three if the Angels get hot. So there's two teams in the playoffs for the Angels. That's good. Um, that's good to see. And, you know, a bunch of these, those young kids that that people were excited about before the year. Carroll was up there in the prospect ranks. Vera Placencia and now Guzman's up there. Um, Calabrese is starting to swing the bat really well. Um, I, I know you're high on some of their pitchers, too. So th- there's some fun There's some fun guys out there. I think that's going to be a fun team that – They've they've played well in the second half against the teams that they're going to play against. They're probably going to play against, um, I believe they're going to play against the Rockies in the playoffs and the Padres if they if they play well and they continue to win. So they've played well against those teams as of late. I think they just took four of six from the Padres a couple of weeks ago. They took five of six from the Rockies about four weeks ago. So they've been playing really good ball. Again, we're excited to see the Double A team in the playoffs as well. That should be here. Soon they could actually win both halves, which would be outstanding for them to win both halves. No, they because I think they can. Double A, not not low A. Oh, double A, double A, double A. I thought you, I thought you yeah, were no, talking. no, no. Okay. Transition. I was looking double up. A real quick. I was like, gotcha. no, I think they can win both halves. Yeah. I think they're they're still up a couple of games with yep. with Three. probably about two weeks to go. So they lost tonight. That would that would be good to see. It would be really good to see um for the for these guys and and just for the young the young guys to continue to grow like. Winning, winning starts in the minor leagues. If you if you learn to win down there, it's going to help um, the big league club. If you learn to lose down there, then you become okay with losing, and that's when you get the second worst team in Angels history. So, I, I'm excited to see those two teams as they as they have a chance to win a, a championship. Both do, both do. You know, you're both. You got uh, IE out there, who's uh, one of the hottest teams in the Cal League for sure, winning in that second half. Playing against tough teams too, tough uh, tough organizations, you know. Um, same thing with Rocket City though; they got Tampa Bay, uh, Chicago, some good teams, and that they that they're playing night in, night out. So, um, 
yeah, I, I like it. I'm excited to see some playoff baseball for sure. You know, that's that's going to be on every night for me. Um, and shout out football season. So here we go. Guys, as always, just want to thank you all so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos. Again, go ahead and subscribe wherever you are listening or watching. What's up, YouTube? Jump on there and do that. Um, you can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's, Nate at NateGreen34. And guys, thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.